Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your number one destination for sports news analysis and discussions. I'm your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Fuyu and Yang Guang. And today we will be chatting about the CSL football and European football transfer news. And Yang Guang, I'm going to start with you. Let's begin with the CSL. Um, Which teams have impressed you so far and why do you think these particular teams, in your opinion, are doing so well currently? Well, as um, the first stage action just uh, wrapped up, definitely my choice here is Wuhan Three Towns, um, the league-leading team. Here's um, a series of stats that tells how good they are this season. Um, Wuhan kept unbeaten throughout the first stage action and recorded nine wins and just one draw. It's just a marvelous results for them as a promotion team. Um, they scored the most goals in the league with 33. That is that they, are, they were averaging at least three goals each game in the first stage competition. They only conceded six goals, uh, which was also the least in the league. It means they had 27 goal differences. Meantime, not even one of the other 17 teams scored 27 goals. The top three goal scorers of the league so far are all Wuhan players, Marco, Nikolai Stancio and Davidson. With these three players, I would rather call them Wuhan Three Musketeers rather than Wuhan Three Towns. Uh, they re- really remind me of the three foreign players of Guangzhou Evergrande a few years back when Ericsson, Konka and Luis Marquis dominated goals of the club and uh, frightened every team they faced. Even those top teams from Japan and South Korea in the Asian Champions League. Well, for these season's Wuhan Three Towns, the three players in France are playing um, similar roles. Stancio is a very good playmaker. He's a great connection between the midfield and the strikers. Marco, meantime, is a powerful striker. His two-meter height is just a, um, a nightmare for other team's defenders. Right. I mean, yeah. he, he's like a walking wall and he's especially unstoppable when he stands in the penalty area. Um, Davidson is a, an all-around player. He can play solo. He can set up plays for teammates. Um, he scored the physique and the speed at the same time. Uh, these three just click as a combination just... Uh, uh, for example, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, and Firmino back in Liverpool. Um, meantime, for the summer transfer winter, Wuhan also uh, got a handful of great domestic players like national team members Gao Junyi, Deng Hanwen, Liu Dianzhuo, and uh, Xie Pengfei. Most of these players were transferred from Guangzhou FC after the club's financial struggles. They were great adapt to Wuhan and strengthened the team uh, further, especially Xie Pengfei, he needed little time to adapt to the new club and uh, has scored three goals and made two assists in the first 10 games. Those are some solid numbers already for a domestic player. Um, of course, one of the reasons for Wuhan's dominance is that they only faced the five teams in the Dalian group. I bet they will find it even more difficult when they face more powerhouses uh, in the second stage when the home and away format comes back. But still, as a promotion team, what they have done so far this season deserves 
our applauses. I, I think it will be very interesting when three towns meet other powerhouses like Shandong, Taishan, and Beijing go on in the following stages. Right. Yeah, I think you know, like you've been saying, the fact that they are a promoted team to have an almost perfect record is really, really impressive. And it sounds like there's a couple of key factors that have led to their initial success. Like you said, you know, as the season progresses, things may get a bit more difficult for the side. But as things are,、um, you know, as things are looking right now, it's looking pretty good. And it sounds like a combination of really good domestic and foreign signings, you know, have made a major impact. But not just that; it sounds like. You know, all of these. It sounds like a lot of new players are are together, but at the same time, they've made an impact in terms of their combinations and playing together really, really early on. Would you say that that's a fair assessment? Do you think that、um, you know, not just the, the the major signings, but the fact that they're playing together and seem to have a connection so early on? Would you would you say that that those are some of the key determining factors that have led to their initial success and could lead to You know, future potential success as the season progresses. Yeah, absolutely. It's really amazing how they clicked when they start when they started season, and、uh, the chemistry is fantastic under the coach.、Mm. And、um, I think in the following stages, when the the game format came back comes comes back to the home away. And、uh, when they have the home advantage,、uh, they will even build the advantage even further. Yeah, I think you know, just starting as a promoted side, I think you know the point that you, besides the other points we've already discussed, I think the point that you just made, you know, right now, the fact that they didn't have any pressure on them and that there were no expectations, I think that you know is a huge determining factor, not in this league, but in you know other football leagues around the world, in you know seeing certain teams performing really well early on. So I、mm. think you know the fact that they were able to just go out there, play their football, and not have Too much pressure on themselves. I think that has probably had a major impact on their initial success this season. And of course, and Fuyi, I'm just going to you know just touch on this with you. And you know, it's something we've already discussed. Are there any you know new signings that have performed the best and potentially the worst so far as the season you know has has kicked off you know in the initial stages?、Um, yeah, the、uh, in terms of the new signings that have. Had the best performance. The player that we just mentioned, Nikolai Stanchu from Wuhan Three Towns, he had six goals and six assists in the in the first phase. So,、um, not too much to argue about that. He is、yeah. the best signing. And、uh, if there's a disappointment award, I think it should go to Beijing Guan's Zhang Chengdong.、Uh, he is one of two Guan's new signings this season. Uh, Chinese signings, and this is his second time playing for the team. Apart from the two spells he played, he also played in Portugal and Spain in La Liga, and he was also a pillar at Hebei China Fortune before rejoining Beijing. So I didn't think he would be the weak link for Guan this season.、Uh, I think he is struggling so much because first he's had some injuries and. Has been playing in a position that he's not usually played in. This season,、right. uh, Zhang Chengdong played in defense, which is way back than other positions that he's mo- more familiar with. And as、uh, one of the older players in the squad that is going through transition, there's also some connectivity issues with his younger teammates. Yeah, I think you know. 
of course, when someone makes a move, that's already um, a difficult position to, you know, kind of make an impact early on. I think, you know, it's not necessarily a reflection of their talent, but, you know, someone moving into a new team, especially, like you said, if they're struggling with injury issues and they're, you know, playing in a new position, those are all, you know, very difficult factors to deal with. Um, and Yang Guang, just moving on, you know, to your thoughts, would you uh, agree with Fuyu's assessment or do you have any other players in mind in terms of, um, you know, positive and negative impacts as, you know, we've looked at the early stages of the season? Well, for the best uh, new signing, I have to agree with Fuyu and Nikolai Stancho's best uh, signing of the season so far. Um, he cost Wuhan the league highest 4 million euros in the last transfer window, but now he has totally proved that he's worth it. Um, if there would be a first stage MVP award, I would also give it to him. Um, because of him, now Chinese Super League teams have started to largely scout in Romania, where Stancho uh, comes from, um, mm. as, as you can see how influential he has been. Um, since the first stage action. Um, in terms of the worst signings, I, I guess there are no one or two single players that are so disappointing. I would rather say Shanghai Ports made some bad transfers. Um, letting go of Aaron Mui to Celtics is a big loss for them. Last yeah. spring, they introduced the national team players Zhang Lingpeng and Xu Xin, they really didn't quite meet the fans' expectations this season. Some low-par performances for both players. And Shanghai was supposed to be among the best in the league standings, but they now only sit in sixth. Two losses to Wuhan three times in the first stage are, I would say, embarrassing. Yeah, I think, but, you know, as we have said already, you know, it is the initial stages of the season, so I think it'll be very interesting to see how you know, some of these promoted teams that have been performing incredibly well initially, um, how they do throughout the rest of the season. And of course, some of the favorites that have been a little, it sounds like, you know, most of the favorites for the beginning of the season have been really underperforming so well, but it's, you know, should be quite a lengthy season and it should be interesting to see how things progress um, for, you know, the new sides. And of course, um, the ones that were expected to do so well, but, you know, haven't really necessarily gotten off to the best start. And Yang Guang, just staying with you, and, you know, we have discussed a couple of the, you know, the foreign transfers and the impact of foreign players. And, of course, it's it's been mostly positive so far. But focusing on, you know, China and Chinese players, are there any individuals in particular this season that have impressed you? And are there any, you know, new um, players that could be names that we will be talking about, you know, maybe this season and going forward into the future? Uh, well, Zhang Yuning is, of course, now the best domestic striker. He now leads domestic players' goal scoring with six goals. And I think uh, no one would would uh, question him a lot in terms of um, he's now the, the most competent striker um, in domestic players. Uh, but he did miss a great deal of nice chances in the first stage games with Beijing Guan. Um, I have to say I was very impressed with Hebei player Zhang Wei. He's only 22 years old. Hebei now is at the bottom of the table. It looks um, inevitable for them to be relegated this season, but there are still some shining performances from its players. Hebei only had five goals in the 10 games of the first stage action, and uh, Zhang Wei scored all five 
of those guys. He's the biggest finding of um, Herbey or even the entire CSL so far, I would say. Yeah, it sounds like there's some definite um, impact to be made there, not just, you know, throughout the course of the season and maybe potentially saving them from relegation. But like you said, it does sound pretty um, grim at the moment for that side. But maybe, you know, there could be some hope there considering the five goals coming from that player. And for you, from your side, any um, Chinese players that have been doing really well so far, you know, names that we've already heard of and maybe... You know, some new names that may make an impact throughout the rest of the season and going forward into the future. Generally, I think a few players born after 2000 has had some, have had some highlight moments during the first phase of this CSL season. Um, Zhu Chenjie is probably one of the most talked about young players. Uh, this is not his first season in the Chinese Super League, so it's not such a big surprise that he's acting older than his age in the games. And mm. he's better than many of his peers also because he's had experiences with the national team. He played in the World Cup qualifiers and recently in the under-23 Asian Cup for China. And although there's a lot of things he needs to work on on the national team, um, for example, he was responsible for two goals that China's under-23 team conceded to South Korea in the East Asian Cup last week. But it, it costs for a young players to grow. And these players need to go through something major to complete their transformation. Um, and back to Zhu's performance this season in Chinese Super League, he has become the number one penalty shooter for Shanghai Shenhua and seems to have won the support of the entire squad. Uh, actually, not only from the squad, but he's won the support from many Chinese fans who are usually very critical of players of their club or their national team. Also, many media outlets regard Zhu Chenjie as the top Chinese defender and still acknowledge his potential after his slips. So I, I hope his success or at least the prospect of his success is a sign that a new generation of Chinese football players is stepping up to transform the sport in this country and that football in China has finally found its path of development. Guang, just moving across to European football, and of course the transfer window is still very much open and alive, and we've already seen so much action you know, taking place in an extended um, European football transfer window. Um, but just from your perspective, which ma- major player that is signed for a new team do you think will have the biggest impact um, throughout this season, and why do you think that is the case? Yeah, it's a very busy transfer window, isn't it? Um, especially after the World Cup was moved to winter, and this summer became becomes very important for the elite clubs. I do believe Paul Pogba's return to Juventus would be very helpful for the team. It's um, it's a win-win transfer. Although Juve also lost to, lost a couple of players like Delict and. Uh, Paulo Dybala, Douglas Costa, mm-hmm. they are starting a new process of uh, rebuilding and the joining of Pogba would be a very solid step. And he would be like a foundation for UV's midfield when the team uh, can now identify a core player and build around him. Uh, it's also a very good move for Pogba himself, I suppose. He never suited Manchester United and uh, it's a relief for them to part ways with each other. 
Uh, perhaps back to Italy, he can finally go back to focus on football again instead of、uh, being bothered by off-field affairs. And also, I think signing Gabriel Jesus is a very smart move for Arsenal. Jesus can be very productive in goal scoring, and I think he was a little、uh, underestimated back with Man City. Now the Gunners have found、um, another reliable scorer after Aubameyang. Yeah, you know, I think I have to agree with you about、um, Gabriel Jesus joining Arsenal. I think that is some smart business for. For both Manchester City and for Arsenal, I think Manchester、mm-hmm. City definitely needed to get、um, a striker off their books, considering the signings of you know Alvarez and、um, Erling Haaland. But in terms of Pogba, you know, of course, as a Manchester United fan, I can talk about this man for quite some time because <laughs> for me personally, he's one of the most talented footballers in world football over the last decade, and I think that、um, he he. Disappointed majorly at Manchester United,、yeah. you know, with、um, injury problems, and he also just seemed to have a mentality problem at United. He just never seemed to give the same amount of effort for the club as he did for the national side.、Um, and I think it was shocking business for Man United to, you know, let him go for free, then sign him again for around eighty-five million or ninety million pounds.、Mm-hmm. I think it was, and then let him go for free again. I mean, I think that's one of the worst transfer sagas in. European football history in terms of how bad it was for Manchester United and his move back to Juventus. I think it's a good move for Juventus. I think bringing、mm-hmm. in someone that talented will only serve them well. You know, considering the, the the players that they've lost. You know, a couple of the names that you've mentioned. But for you, just from your perspective,、um, are there any other major players、um, that you will that you think will have a major impact for their new team? It's interesting that we're discussing Uwe because I will be talking about a Uwe departure.、Um, I think Matthias De Ligt is a great、mm. addition to Bayern Munich. Just from what I expect from him, I already think this is a good deal.、Uh, first of all, he's young, he's quick, he's clinical, and his long balls are spot on. I haven't seen anyone at Bayern Munich delivering long balls with such precision since Jerome Boateng.、Mm-hmm. And At Bayern, there's never too many defenders because its defenders are usually the most injury prone. So a centre back like De Ligt is always a welcome addition, and I'm really looking forward to how he will function with the system.、Um, he can he can play in the、uh, he can play in the centre back whether it's with、um, Hernandez or Upamend. Sorry, I I can never say his name. Upa Mekano. Upa Mekano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>、uh, yeah. Anyway, I I believe he will fit into this squad very well. Yeah, I have to agree. You know, I think、um, with the departure of Robert Lewandowski to Barcelona, which I think you know from my perspective could also be one of the best bits of business、um, of the window. Even though I have no idea how Barcelona. Are financing that move,、um, considering you know the massive amounts of debt that they're in, and of course dealing with you know FIFA financial fair play rules. I think that you know they brought in Sadio Mane, and you know most football fans don't necessarily consider Sadio Mane a centre forward, but you know in the latter stages of his Liverpool career, he did mainly feature up front with、um, you know Salah going down、mm-hmm. the right and.、Um, Oh, what is his name? The Colombian. Luis. 
Yes, Luis Diaz, yes. Luis and Diaz, him right. mostly featuring down the left. And of course, it'll be interesting to see how Darwin Nunez fits in with that with that system. But we saw Sadio Mane, you know, featuring as the centre forward for for quite some time. So I think Sadio Mane can um reinvent himself as an out and out centre forward and I think that he is more than capable of not necessarily um, fulfilling the amount of goals that, um, of course, Lewandowski scored. I mean, he's a goal-scoring machine, but I think that he can still um, play up front from Bayern and have a, a really positive impact um, as the season progresses. So I think that Bayern making a massive defensive signing to you know partner the names that you mentioned, um, I think that's a very shrewd bit of business um, for Bayern. And I think that having two really world-class centre-backs in De Ligt and um, Upamecano. And, of course, there's a couple of other names in there that we can mention. And then a potential front three of, you know, um, Mane, Sane and, um, you know, Kingsley Coman and people like that. I think Bayern can have a really massive season um, domestically and on the European stage. For you, just uh, quickly before we wrap things up, are there any moves that have surprised you in the window so far? Every transfer move has its reason, and I'm sure teams can all justify their decisions. But I'm more surprised by what hasn't happened on the transfer market, that Cristiano Ronaldo still hasn't signed for a new team or hasn't settled at Man United. It's it's really hard to believe that teams like Bayern Munich and Chelsea don't want him. When I first heard news linking Ronaldo with Bayern, I thought it was a done deal because he's an ideal replacement for Robert Lewandowski. But then if you think about it, for a club like Bayern, which values sustainability and finance, Ronaldo is high maintenance given his age. And Mm. although he's lowered his salary threshold, clubs still have to think twice when they make a decision on a star of Ronaldo's magnitude. So from... What I've recently read, it looks like Ronaldo's going to remain at Old Trafford. But no matter where he ends up next season, I think Cristiano Ronaldo is the most epic transfer saga this this summer. Yeah, it's quite a bizarre one. You know, I think um, Man United have been making some strange decisions lately. They seem to be placing a lot of emphasis on key players that don't want to play for them. So they're making a massive charge to hold on to Ronaldo, you know, even though he's a player that clearly does not want to play for them anymore. And as a Man United fan and a Ronaldo fan, I can understand why, you know, I would not want to be playing Europa League if I'm Cristiano Ronaldo and and I'm at his age. Um, And the Bayern Munich move would have made sense to me. Yes, I understand Bayern's, you know, um, financial rules and, you know, they like sustainability and that kind of thing. But I think signing Ronaldo for one season um, while they're looking for a Lewandowski replacement, I think would have been a financial risk that made sense to me because, you know, Ronaldo is just a proven out and out goal scorer. And I think, you know, taking a one year risk wouldn't have been too, I don't think it would have impacted Bayern too greatly. And then just, you know, going back to Man United, I think, you know, holding on to your star player that doesn't want to play for you and, you you know, holding on to the player that's supposed to score all of your goals um, you know, and doesn't want to play for you doesn't make sense to me. And the fact that they're making such a push to sign Frankie de Jong for a player that Barca clearly don't want to get rid of, and from what I've read, um, a player that doesn't want to play for Man United is just very bizarre to me. So for me, that's also the strangest 
uh, transfer saga of the season is just, you know, the new Man, Man United manager, Eric Ten Hag, seemingly trying to hang on to and to sign players that just do not want to play for the club. So very, very strange indeed. Um, but, you know, the, the European football transfer window will progress, as will the Chinese Super League season. And those are two um, elements of the football season that we will definitely be keeping our eyes on. But just for this podcast, that is all we have time for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will be back next week with our latest topic. Mm-hmm.